All right, friends and neighbors, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm joined again by my frequent collaborator, Mr. Jason Squire. Jason, how's it going? I'm fantastic. I don't know how else to say it. I'm doing great. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and as always, whenever Jason is on the podcast, we have some exciting Royal Fork Buffet updates for everyone. We have to give a shout out and say thank you to Sally Meyer for sending us some actual Royal Fork photos. Circa, I forget, what year did she send it? I think she said 87. Something like that. Pretty sure it was 87. Late, late 80s era, anyway. Royal Fork Buffet. 1987. 1987, excellent. (laughs) Which... Would have been around the era that we were frequenting that. It was it was open for quite a while after that. I remember going kind of all through childhood. Oh, yeah. But she sent some pretty great photos of, which I think was an anniversary celebration, at the Royal Fork Buffet. So there is, there is proof we're not crazy. This was an actual place <laughs> that existed. It's not something we dreamt up in a fever dream. I want to give a shout out to the strong mustache game. Oh, yeah. And hairdo game going on at her family's 40th wedding anniversary party. <laughs> and the best is uh, her mom has a camcorder that at first glance I thought KIMT was there doing an interview <laughs> because it has like the, prof- it looks like the professional like microphone hanging out the end and everything. Oh, yeah. oh, so yeah. that's some good stuff. Does your mom or dad or anybody ever rock the camcorder? My mom was a camcorder gal and had that. We I don't think we ever had the like small cassette that you put in a big set. We always had the OG big put in the full-size VHS. It was either we were too poor or my parents didn't know how to run it. But since we hung out with the Hannums all the time, Mrs. Hannum had one. So uh, I got to use it second secondhand. <laughs> My mom was big on that. She was big on like the filming everything. So we always had the big camcorder. But that was like a thing in that era too. Like my mom was that lady for our entire extended family. There was always like one person in your family and who had a my, camcorder. My uncle was the same. So I think mom and dad were just like, well, when we're together, they'll take care of it. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, thank you for that, Sally. That was pretty awesome to see. It was in that little back room area that you could kind of that you could reserve for stuff for things like parties and whatever and sally i don't know which relative it is but the guy with the cut off sleeves strong mustache game oh he is my personal hero so 1980s look that was i I would i would like honestly mustaches to come back in a non-ironic way because I, I come from strong mustache stock. My dad has had a mustache since like 1978. And literally, like his senior photos, he's got like a little pretty thin stash. But then it, it flourished pretty quickly thereafter. And outside of one time when I was super young, he's always had a mustache. And my mustache, I was like the kid who had to start shaving my mustache around 12 years old. Because that's where like all the facial hair sort of centers itself. So if that could come back... Is just like a not ironic, not funny men's look. I'd be all about it. I did that at school one day, but some guy at lunch laughed at me when I just had my mustache. (laughs) And that guy's name was you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm supportive. I'm I'm all for it. But uh, 
We were wearing masks, and I didn't tell anybody I was shaving yeah. the rest of my face. So it was great to see Luke's reaction when I took my mask off. It was a surprise. He that's, actually that's called the attention of the entire lunchroom to look at my mustache. <laughs> I, so. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that, there's your Royal Fork update. If we can keep this going, just like one new piece to the Royal Fork puzzle every time. That would be great. I told Luke, if everybody sends us a photo from that, we can do like on <laughs> on TV where they use the computer imaging to like recreate the Royal Fork room if we get enough photos. <laughs> yes. We'll build a 3D rendering of the Royal Fork. So that was awesome. <laughs> Next, uh, do a little different episode this week. We're going to do kind of our holiday episode. But still do a good news segment up top, because I always like to remind myself of positive stuff going on. This week, highlighting an organization. This is a pretty prominent organization, so you may have heard of this one. It's called Project Linus. Are you familiar with this group? I'm not, but once you talk about it, we'll see. Maybe I am. Maybe I so, just don't know the name. So, so it's, it's Linus like Linus from the Peanuts okay. comic strip. So their whole thing is providing blankets to children who, children who maybe struggled, who either with illness, abuse, maybe they've had to go into foster care, whatever, or just any kid who could use the comfort of something as, as simple and sort of profound as a blanket. Their national headquarters is in Belton, Missouri, but they have chapters in all 50 states. People can contribute and help them out by making blankets and donating them at a local chapter or by giving cash donations. And since they started in 1995, they have delivered over 8 million blankets to children's in need. So... That's a pretty cool organization. Their website is projectlinus.org, but you can find a local chapter in every state. So it's a cool organization. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now we're going to talk a little bit. This is coming out the week of Christmas. So talk a little bit about Christmas and the holidays in general. We're not going to do our family time, social, emotional stuff for the next couple weeks because we're going on break for school. That's something we I do in school. Um, and not going to do the blog post stuff. So just doing some other kind of random fun things. So Jason and I are going to talk a little bit about the holidays. First, I was going to say, we do... Primarily Christmas around here. Christmas is sort of the predominant holiday just where we're from, whatever you believe. Even if you're not like a practicing Christian, Christmas is kind of the holiday. Do you have any experience with any other, like Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, any of those sorts of things? I don't, besides... Adam Sandler songs or or, or like Adam Sandler movies, but not personally, so... I remember when I was growing up in Mason City, we had, we may have had more than one student in our class who was Jewish, but I remember one student specifically who was Jewish, and we would do all of our Christmas sorts of things, and then, like, she would get a day to kind of, we would do, like, Hanukkah, whatever, and her, I want to say, like, her folks came in, or one of her parents came in one time, to like present to all of us about Hanukkah. So it was nice. That was pretty cool. That's 
about as deep as I go actually experiencing it, but that was kind of neat to just have that presented to us. And then Kwanzaa, I was in an African-American literature class in college. And I remember during this time of year talking about Kwanzaa, and there was an event that I don't even think was at our college. It was at another college that was pretty close. But we were like invited. We were able to go to this Kwanzaa gathering. And I didn't go. And in retrospect, I wish I would have. Like part of it was I was in this African-American literature class. And I'm a white guy. And this Kwanzaa thing, like I, I didn't want to feel like I was inviting myself to this yeah. event sort of thing. Uh, but as I did a little research on Kwanzaa, it does seem like a very inclusive, it's for everyone. Yes, it's connected to African-American culture and, and history and, and those sorts of things. But it, it is kind of one of their tenets, it seems, is this all-inclusiveness so I would have liked to have gone and learned a little bit more about it, but I did not at the time. So that that's as close as I got to Kwanzaa as well. Nice. Yeah, I think it's cool. I've, I've always found it interesting to mm -hmm. see what everybody practices, and I think it's a pretty cool thing to to have everybody get to to take part in what their beliefs are and everything, but mm -hmm. it uh, I've never had a chance to be actively involved in anything, but... Yeah. So, to everyone out there, we're going to talk a lot about some Christmas stuff, but happy holidays to everyone. Hanukkah, I know, is already over. Hanukkah was pretty early this year. It started, like, right after Thanksgiving this year. Oh, wow. Okay. And Kwanzaa, I believe, always starts on December 26th. It's always the day after Christmas is when Kwanzaa starts, and that's a week-long okay. deal. So, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Let's talk a little bit about... Our Christmas experiences and some of our Christmas favorites. So first, Christmas movies. What are some of your favorite Christmas movies? I have my Mount Rushmore and I think we will have bare minimum two. I think we're going to have three of the same. Pro okay, probably. Okay. But go ahead. Number one for me is Christmas Vacation. Okay, yep. That is my... All-time favorite. Mm -hmm. Just love that movie. I prefer the 1966 How the Grinch Stole Christmas. When it comes to a Christmas cartoon, that is my number one. Yep. yep. I'm not a fan of the Jim Carrey movie. Sure. The remake that was just a few years ago, I'm okay with. But there's something about that original cartoon that's, you know, 20-some minutes long that is just, I love it. Yeah. Um, Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Which I figured would be on the list for you. Mm-hmm. And then this one is one that people don't talk about a whole lot, but I know you and I both like it, is the movie Scrooge <laughs> from 1988 I've got that with Bill Murray. Down. Got that written down as well. Those would be my top four. Very good. Yeah, so if, if I'm going my top four, my Mount Rushmore, I go back and forth between what is my favorite Christmas movie. I go back and forth between Christmas Vacation and A Christmas Story. And sometimes, anytime I'm picking, like, a favorite, I kind of go between, like, which one do I think is the best versus what do I, like, what would I watch over and over again the yeah. most? 
So if I'm saying my favorite in terms of what I would watch the most, it's Christmas Vacation. Christmas yep. Vacation is hilarious. I make sure I watch it every year. I think maybe for me the best Christmas movie is A Christmas Story. I love A Christmas Story. It reminds me so much of my family. The dad in that reminds me of my dad so much just of like cobbling things together and the car never working <laughs> and the furnace and just working in curse words as some artists work in oil paints. I mean, like that's <laughs> that reminds me of my dad so much. Even though that movie set in a an earlier time period, it reminds me so much of my upbringing. And I love... I love the narration and all that stuff. <clears throat> but, yeah, Christmas Vacation, definitely. Christmas stories on there. If we're counting it as a Christmas movie, Die Hard is also on my Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. I, I counted it. <clears throat> you know, it's one of those where I hadn't watched Die Hard in years until mm. the last few years, and that kept coming up. I was like, okay, I need to rewatch this movie. Absolutely. I really enjoy it. In recent years, that sort of become qualified as a Christmas movie because it's said during Christmas. It's not focused on Christmas, though, so I wouldn't... Yes. It, it's a fringe one, but, like, we do watch it every Christmas. Yes. So, Die Hard is great. Home Alone, I love. So if I gotta put just four for Christmas... I guess if I gotta put four, I would not put Die Hard on there because it, it's... Yeah. To me, it's like a perfect action movie that's set during Christmas. Only reason why I didn't have a Christmas story on there was my sister loved that one. So, I mean, I saw mm. it a lot. And since my sister picked it, of course, as the little sibling. Like, <laughs> but then when they started to run it like the 24 hours, just mm. because it was on constantly, I really liked the movie. But I just got a little too oversaturated, I think, with it. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So, Home Alone, I would probably put on my Mount Rushmore, too, just because that is a great movie as well. And then, for a fourth one, I got a list of other ones I really like. It's a Wonderful Life. It's kind of cliche to pick, but I really like it. I also am just a sucker for black and white movies. I love black and white movies. Muppets Christmas Carol is another one, I think, of all the different renditions of A Christmas Carol... The Muppets version is my favorite. I'm surprised you didn't have that on there in your top four right away. Because I know you really like that one. Say, it's it might be Scrooge I have on my list as well. I love Scrooge. If if for nothing else, if you've never seen Scrooge to anyone listening to this, you should watch Scrooge. But if you're not going to watch the whole thing, look up on YouTube the final scene from Scrooge where Bill Murray, like, realizes the meaning of Christmas and of life and of all that stuff and gives like the big speech in the yep. studio. That's worth watching. Elf, I actually uh, think. I didn't even think about Elf. That should be on my list as well. Elf is for... The kids and I just watched... You ever watched that show, The Movies That Made Us on yeah. Netflix? Yep. This is a holiday version and okay. Elf is one of them. And when John Favreau was going to take it over, like one of his goals was like, we are trying to make a Christmas classic. Mm -hmm. I just always think that's kind of impressive when something that is pretty new, like kind of immediately becomes a classic. Yep. I can't believe I forgot. I was writing my list real quick because I like Luke to uh, to really surprise me when I when we record. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I left Elf off of there because that is so good. That was great. Then another one that was really funny when it came out, and I think it's sometimes overlooked now, is Bad Santa. Bad Santa is hilarious. Like, it's not 
super appropriate, you know, or whatever. I mean, it's not like a sit down with the family movie, but it's pretty funny. So, it's on my list. But I'm going to go top four. I'll go Christmas Vacation, A Christmas Story. Um, I'll go... Hmm. I'll go Muppets Christmas Carol. There's three. And then... I suppose I'll go Home Alone. That's that's one I also make sure I watch every year. Those are kind of the ones that, like, yep, I'm definitely going to hit. Have you watched all of these already this year? We have only watched Home Alone so far. Okay, okay. Um, I've got to sneak Christmas Vacation in this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grinch, I need to get, and I was actually trying to find Scrooge to see. It'll be on regular TV, but... I like to watch it where there's no editing out. So, yes, yes. So I actually was looking today to see if I could find a Blu-ray of it, which I know is old media too. But, <laughs> but Blu-rays are cheaper than the digital copy, and I'm a tightwad. So that's fair. No, that's good. We. How many have you watched so far? Uh, well, really, the kids and I together have just watched. We'll do a drive-in movie night. You know, we kind of hang yep. out in the living room, and then Claire will pick a movie. And Mickey will pick a movie. So she picked... What did Claire pick for her Christmas movie? She picked Christmas Vacation. So we watched that the other weekend. And then Mickey's pick was Die Hard. So we watched those. And then we watched Elf the other day. So those are the only ones we've really watched together so far. So I probably got to get in a Christmas story sometime. I was watching Home Alone with some of my middle school kids. It's a good one. I actually had never sat down and watched It's a Wonderful Life until maybe a year ago, a year or two ago. And I haven't either. I haven't actually sat down and watched the whole thing. It was something I'd always seen clips of and like was familiar with just in pop culture. Mm -hmm. But the kids and I made a point, I think it was maybe two years ago. I think we were still in the house in Stacyville. I'm like, let's actually watch It's a Wonderful Life, the black and white version, not the colorized version. And it is great, but it's also kind of funny. The whole him never existing and looking back at his life thing, Mm -hmm. that's like the last 30 minutes of the movie. Like, from how it was always presented in pop culture, I assume that was the movie. I assume, like, at the beginning, he kind of makes the wish to not exist or whatever. But it's not. There's, like, this whole story of his life. Then, the last half hour is, like, what if you removed him from that? Which I actually love that that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. You get this buildup of all of his life first. But, uh... Did you watch it on regular television or streaming or i think it's on amazon prime i think it's still okay. on there it's on one of the streaming i didn't realize there was a colorized version i've only ever seen the black and white on regular tv I, I just saw that there was on there that like yeah there's a colorized version but i'm always of the opinion that if you can watch the black and white version of something watch the black and white so version. I, the parts i'm most familiar with besides the the iconic scene at the end was uh on, in Econ, we watch a video about the Federal Reserve, and they show a clip of it when there's the bank run. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a good scene, though. Yes, it is. All right, those are favorite Christmas movies. Now, this is one I was excited to talk to you about, because you're a, a song guy, a music guy. So I'm curious, first of all, do you like Christmas music just in general? 
it depends on your definition of Christmas. I do really like Christmas music, but what I enjoy as Christmas music is not your traditional Christmas songs. I like more of your modern takes on Christmas songs, so to speak. So sure. it drives Rachel nuts because... <laughs> And I do like I like your your traditional ones that that you know you'd sing in church or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I am a sucker for your modern versions. So. Okay, okay. Well, so what are some of your favorite Christmas songs? Like the versions that you like, the songs you like. So my my one and two. Mm-hmm. This is forever will never change. Okay. Our Happy Christmas War Is Over by John Lennon. Sure. And Yoko Ono, yep. and Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Those are my Good. one, two. Good class. And Rachel gets tired of hearing them because I play them constantly. <laughs> I'm really surprised on our. I don't normally do a Christmas letter, but I was just just I did, I decided read to do one this year. Mm-hmm. But I signed it off as Happy Christmas, and I did it in honor of this song. And Rachel didn't either. She caught it and rolled her eyes and let me do it, or she didn't catch it. <laughs> but those are my top two. Um, next would be Christmas in Hollis mm. <laughs> by Run DMC. Yep. Love that song. Yep. Um, new ones that I have found, um, Snowman by Sia. I love that song. Okay. It's very okay. good. I don't even know that, but yep. I actually like Sia. Sia, yep. like anything she does, I'm like, man, she's pretty cool. And she did a Christmas album a few years ago. I just really like that one. And then we found this last year on... Christmas morning after we did presents, we were just scrolling through Christmas songs on YouTube, and the song is called All I Really Want for Christmas, and it is Lil Jon featuring the Kool-Aid Man. (laughs) So, it is great. Mm -hmm. It is, those of you who like Lil Jon, it is appropriate (laughs) for your kids. Um, Those would be like my favorite that way. Um, Traditional songs, I guess... Um, oh, Holy Night's probably my favorite version. Okay, okay. Um, but there's so many good just, you know, I, like Sarah McLaughlin does a Happy Christmas version. Like, I've, I've found so many different versions of some of those favorite songs. Um, Pearl Jam has a Someday at Christmas version. Hmm. This, You know, you have the Stevie Wonder version and everything. Yeah, that yeah. It is. Um, so those would probably be my main ones, but I always enjoy finding that. You know, I... I did some of the traditional Christmas songs, the Johnny Cash Christmas album, so oh, that was yeah. kind of fun to add some of those, but I have like six hours of Christmas music. So right. so this time of year, do you have Christmas music playing? I try to as mm-hmm. much as possible. It's either, <laughs> it's like, okay, time to shut off the murder podcast and now <laughs> listen to Christmas music. So I like true crime podcasts. So. Very nice. How about you? So my list is very different in the sense that I don't, particularly care for christmas music so i and i i like christmas i like the decorations the lights all that sorts of things i just i guess i'm sort of of the opinion i got no problem with christmas songs but there's a lot of other music i like a lot better so if i'm gonna be listening to something it's probably not gonna be christmas music there are however some christmas songs i like perhaps my favorite christmas song and I know some people who listen to this listen to these things with their kids and stuff. So if you want to check this song out, don't listen to this song with your kids. But maybe my favorite Christmas song is Merry Effing Christmas by Run the Jewels. 
I absolutely love Run the Jewels. <laughs> My favorite current music group. Um, that song is great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so a lot of the songs I like kind of undercut Christmas a little bit, I guess. I love Father Christmas by the Kinks. Okay. That song, Father Christmas, give I'm us sure your money. You know, like that yep. song. Um, I love that song. This is a kind of a nice, sweet song. River by Joni Mitchell. Do you know that song? But it's one, if I've heard it, I would know it. Oh, yeah. If you, to anyone listening out there, to anyone listening out there, I suggest you listen to all these songs. But Joni Mitchell. If you don't have Joni Mitchell in your life, check out some Joni Mitchell. And River is just this incredible song. She's an amazing songwriter. Christmas in Prison by John Prine. Nice. Love that. John Prine, maybe my all-time favorite musician. Love Christmas in Prison. Uh, then, as an aside from that, this is not a Christmas song, but thematically, John Prine's song, Jesus the Missing Years, <laughs> which is uh, about John Prine basically speculating what Jesus was doing during the times in the Bible that they just say, like, oh, he's this old, then he's 33, or whatever he is. Nice. So he's like, nobody knew what he was doing for all that time? <laughs> so he just makes up this big thing. So that's another one that I like to listen to this time. And then I do like Happy Christmas. I do like you know, War's Over, like all of those. Th those are just fine, but I... I don't seek them out a lot, so the yeah. Christmas songs I like are a little, little different take. And I'm, I'm big on. I'm not gonna listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving, mm. and then once uh, that few days after Christmas, then it's time to put it in the shelf for a while. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of interesting. Like there are all of these classic movies, classic songs, and Christmas is just sort of a big holiday time in general, even if you don't really celebrate Christmas. Where it seems to me like, I don't know, like more people should write songs or make movies about different holidays. So it like becomes like, this is the one oh, Easter yeah. movie you have to watch every Easter. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like try to cash in on that a little bit. Like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, I think we talked about before Thanksgiving. Like we watch that every Thanksgiving because it is Centered around Thanksgiving. Like, somebody should be trying to to bank in. Like, I'm going to write the... There are not enough Arbor Day movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yep. Every Arbor Day, I pop in this flick. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> How about Christmas presents? Do you have any from your childhood or either favorite presents that you've received or maybe favorite presents that you've gotten for somebody where you were like, I nailed that one. Um, I am pretty sure I'm trying to think back. I'm pretty sure my sister and I got a super Nintendo mm. for at Christmas. Nice. And that was great. Um, I really like that one. Um, Christmas gifts for someone. I mean, it, it sounds dumb, like I just can't think of, like, a specific one, but as I've gotten older, especially coaching basketball, like, coaching high school basketball, like, Christmas break basically is, like, four hmm. days, or it turns into <laughs> that. Yeah. So, for me, it all turned into just not as much 
what I gave them, but just watching, especially my kids' reactions to gifts when they got those. Yeah, which, yeah. which that that to me was the joy of, of the holiday season. Um, oh man, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I guess I can't think of anything offhand that I've given. I know that sounds really bad, but like usually basketball season too. Like I'd buy stuff, and I was so busy thinking about basketball <laughs> things, like. <laughs> Like, it was more, like I said, watching for the reaction, and I got to think back, because then it all turns into the blur of basketball again. Um, how about you? I'll do a little thinking while you're... Well, no, this is the thing. I don't have a ton of, like, super specific. Some people seem to have that story of, like, this was the one thing I want at Christmas. I don't ever really remember being that specific. There were certain stuff that I liked... Nerf guns, Legos, that was always great. Action figures when I was a kid, X-Men action figures, Ninja Turtles, He-Man, that sort of thing. My son, Mickey, very much the same. I think he's asked for pretty much Legos his whole life, every mm. Christmas that he could think to ask for something, including this one. So again, even like giving people stuff, I agree. It's nice as a parent now you're... The reaction your kids have. I love when they open something and they are excited and give you a hug or whatever. It's like, yep. okay, like that feeling of like, oh, I nailed it. Like I got the Lego set he really wanted or whatever, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I like that. I don't have like a specific one. I like when my kids are into what I get them. Claire is usually more like art supplies, mm -hmm. crafty stuff, those sorts of things. I did think of, so, sorry, Rachel, but, uh, what <laughs> what we started to do as a little bit of a tradition was Rachel is not a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> so at Christmas, if Taylor Swift had a new album and it hit perfectly where we had like three years in a row where the kids and I would buy her a Taylor Swift album and wrap it up and Excellent. just and it's kind of shifted now where if it was at her birthday time we do that. So yeah. that's always my favorite because she just rolls her eyes at me when we do that, but, you know, sometimes you got to be a smart aleck in life, too. <laughs> do you like Christmas shopping for other people? I do. Um, now that I'm not a head varsity basketball coach, it's a little easier for me to do those things. Right. Some of those years, I hate being the stereotypical, like, oh, it's the two days before, i got to find something, but legitimately I didn't have time to right. try to do that. And the only bad thing with Amazon is there's ways you can hide stuff, but it's <laughs> really, really hard from what I've heard. So like for me, since I never could get anywhere, it was like trying to find something off Amazon or somewhere and get it ordered right, and right. hide it. But um, I do, you know, it's trying to think of clever things for the kids or mm. for, for my sister or for Rachel or things like that. I do enjoy that. No, I, I really enjoy that experience, and I don't have anybody else looking at my Amazon account, so, <laughs> and I tend to order stuff way early, but then I will also just pick stuff up when I think about it, so that, sometimes I wind up giving presents that are like, here's a combination of four very unrelated things <laughs> that I found at different times that I thought you would think was cool. I like finding obscure kind of things that I think people will connect with. So I like that. I also like, so again, I've talked about this on the podcast before, I struggle with consumerism a little bit, so I like finding different companies. Well, like we do in the good news segment of, 
organizations that are a little more eco-friendly or part of their proceeds are going to some charitable thing. I like finding those gifts to give people. And I will say my mom has been pretty awesome the last several years of hitting up companies like that for me and my brothers who then we feel a little bit better about because I'm at the age, we don't really care about yeah. getting gifts so much. Yeah. My mom still insists on doing some things. So that's nice, that too, that it's you know goes to an organization I can feel good about. I thought you were going to tell me you were Clark Griswold and you'd be up in the attic and you'd find gifts that you bought from three years later. I have done that. That happens I, to us, too. I do that. Yeah. I, I have a couple hiding places where I put presents where I just like will find stuff like, oh, this would be good for a birthday or Christmas or something. And every once in a while, I'll check there, like when a holiday or something's coming up, every once in a while, I'll forget, and then I will find something, I'm like, well, now my kids have outgrown this, I gotta, like, wait for somebody's birthday party or something, like like another cousin or something, because it's like, oh, my my kids are too old to really enjoy this at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Any other, well, here, let's do this week's episode. Always brought to you by a very important sponsor. And this week's episode is brought to you by that point in life when you realize your family traditions aren't all families' traditions. (laughs) Do you have anything like that that your family would do around the holidays that as you got older and maybe like met your wife and started having to go to other Christmases, things like that, and you realize like, Either what we're doing is strange, or what you're doing is strange, or just apparently we don't all do the same things. We would always do the um, one gift Christmas Eve, and then the rest on Christmas Day. So I guess getting used to, once I got married, like just how her family did things. But the one thing we joke about, and Lifesavers, I'm calling you out on this. So that's right. Lifesavers Corporation. Lost a sponsor. So, (laughs) my mom would always get my sister and I the Lifesavers books for Christmas. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. There was one year my mom did not do it. And I'm I'm talking, my sister and I had them in our (laughs) teens, maybe early 20s. I don't remember. Sure. And we were just like, it was like on Step Brothers, like, this is horse crap. (laughs) I can't believe that you did not do this, mom. So, my mom, every year still, 41 years old. My mom still gets his <laughs> Lifesavers books. But I, if you would have asked me if that still yeah. existed, I would have said no. Yep. But when I'm angry at Lifesavers, and again, you change your ways, Lifesavers. Oh. They did, it was two sides of the book. Oh, yeah. But it was multi-packs of, like, the regular, then, like, all cherry, then butter rum, which I wouldn't oh, yeah, eat yeah. butter rum Lifesavers on purpose any other time of the year. <laughs> but at Christmas time, I like my butter rum Lifesavers. <laughs> they have went to just one side, and it's just five packs of their traditional Lifesavers. That is garbage. Tradition never graduates. <laughs> Bring back the original Lifesavers book. You might be able to get this going. There are so many. We've talked about this before on the podcast, like people bringing back these nostalgic things. I think you could rally people behind this. I, it needs to happen. Like I can get you regular Lifesavers all year round. I don't want those at Christmas time. I want my assorted packs. That's true. They have like a... Like a tropical fruit flavor yes, or something yep. on too. Yep. That was so not good. like a tradition for... I would not have remembered this being a thing until you said it. But I do remember that. 
And I think my favorites were the tropical pack, or they call it, yeah, like pineapple, like different flavors like that. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'll stand behind you on this one. So <laughs> life lifesavers, clean up your life. All right. <laughs> That's really what this entire podcast has been building up to. All this other stuff is we just trying to get to make this point to lifesavers. That's right. Enough, enough listeners, enough people sharing this. <laughs> We can get this out to life's Royal Fork and Lifesavers. That's right. If one day Jason and I are eating tropical <laughs> and butter, 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 butter rum, rum Lifesavers in a Royal Fork, everything's good. Can die happy men. Yep. <laughs> we will open our bowling alley slash canoe shop and things will be good. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Any other... Christmas traditions, even if they're not like, oh, I discovered this is weird. Anything like specific that you're like, oh, we always do this? <sighs> Nothing I can really think of. Like, we were always pretty low key on Christmas. Like, yeah. I mean, when my mom's side of the family would come home, we'd do more Christmas stuff with them. But as we got older, it's just, we'd just do our presents and hang out for a while, was about mm. it. But we didn't have any like big, like, reading of the Christmas story or anything like that. Sure. Rachel's side of the family did, which I thought was cool. I mean, it was. Which, as an aside, your dad reading, <laughs> reading that would be fantastic. I would, I would like to now see a rendition of your dad reading the night before Christmas. Hey, that would be fantastic. He, in uh, his, in his one piece mechanics jumpsuit. Jumpsuit, yes, yes, with his teeth in, hopefully. Either way, either I think maybe half in, half out. He would be swearing if the page is stuck to me. That <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I think I realize we've talked about this a little bit before, actually, but like for me, all of my realizations around like holiday traditions were just that not everyone had this gigantic family like mine. Yeah. So we still do, I guess, a couple of traditions. One, the St. Nick Knight thing. So December 6th, St. Nick Night, it's a pretty older European tradition, kind of the original traditions. You put your shoes out, and St. Nick would put treats in your shoes. Family has always done that. We still do that. I, I don't know. I think it's probably because we're not many generations in America mm-hmm. on both sides of my family. But uh, So some of those European traditions sort of still hold. So still... We'll get the old knock at the door and the bag of goodies for my kids, that sort of thing. But uh, St. Nick Night was always a little cool thing. I think I mentioned this before. The girls' Christmas party. Did I talk to you about this before? Mm Mm-mm. So my mom, being one of 14 children, she's got nine brothers and four sisters. There's the five girls and then my grandma. So when they, when the girls were young, they started doing like their own little Christmas celebration where like they would pick like another night and then the girls would exchange some gifts amongst themselves where they, they weren't doing it with the, the nine rowdy brothers sort of thing. And that tradition held for a long time where my mom and my aunts and my grandmother would get together and then as we grew up with their families, so th- the girls' Christmas party was what we called it, 
but it was like you know, me and my brothers and there's boys and girls there but the girls Christmas party the the husbands were not invited it was my mom <laughs> and the aunts and grandma and then us kids but funny to me now because that's enough people that's bigger than a lot of people's regular yeah. family gatherings but we would have our families usually a weekend or two before Christmas would have the girls Christmas party and we would exchange gifts and do that there. So it was, we really got to stretch Christmas out. We have the St. Nick night was like a little thing. And then a week or two later, we have the girls' Christmas party, which is a big deal, which I really enjoyed. And I would say, if you have a family that big and that many, that many smaller families existing within mm-hmm. the larger family, you're always going to be closer to some families than others. We were probably closest to those families, like the sisters' families. We were all closest. Those are the ones that I, the aunts that I hung out with the most, or and uh, the cousins definitely that I, I spent the most time with for the most part. So that was always cool. And then on Christmas Eve, we still do the entire true family gathering, which for forever we've had to rent a building because mm. it's a lot, of, a lot people. of people but so then just realizing that like other other people don't have like why are there not 200 people here sort of yeah. thing was sort of an adjustment for me <laughs> but i think on the flip side anytime we've brought people into our family it has to be a kind of a shock <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, just getting together with my family for, for the holidays. Oh, this is a town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's probably a lot to take in. And my family tends to be, we're large, gregarious, loud, loud laughing people. So it's probably a lot to take in. <laughs> I can imagine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so that's kind of the family traditions that uh, I realized were not necessarily normal to everyone. But other than that, any other Christmas things you can think of or want to talk about? Um, I am a champion of, and sorry, this is controversial, <laughs> colored Christmas lights, 100%. Sure. I, yeah, I'm also pro colored Christmas lights. On the tree, on the house, yep. the whole deal. For I sure. don't know if, again, it just, if it's the blue collar upbringing or what, but <laughs> to me, it's Christmas is supposed to be happy and colorful and those mm. things, and white lights just make me think like, serious and serene like it's just not yeah. my it's not my cup of tea i want the obnoxiousness of it yeah i, I agree I, I think the same with just decorating the tree in general it's lovely if people want to do the all thematic yep. little ornaments and things but i like the hodgepodge of ornaments throughout my life and my kids lives and we've got Ours is like a mix of stuff that kids have made, and we got a lot of Yankees ornaments and superhero ornaments yep. and just stuff like that all over it. I just that, that to me is what Christmas is. Is is that? So, and again, <laughs> if you like the the traditional just plain white lights and everything, that's cool. It just isn't my. You drive by my house right now, and you will just go like, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> that is my other thing, and it is my tradition. Is my Christmas lights might not be the first ones up on the block, 
but they will be the last ones out for the year. That, I can vouch for that. <laughs> it is my Christmas lights did not go off until I have coached my last basketball game of the year. Oh, yeah. So last year was awesome with the girls making state basketball. Is right. That's the latest I've ever shut my Christmas lights off, which was a lot of fun. It's good, yeah. Um, so if you ever drive down my street and you're like, why does that guy have his lights on on February 18th? It's because I'm still coaching basketball. It means things are going well. <laughs> I have gotten less intense with the outside Christmas lights in recent years. Mostly because I've been redoing the houses we've lived in. But uh, also, my kids have gotten old enough where they don't care as much. We still do up the inside. we got two trees going right now and stuff like that. But the outside decorations are a little like, eh, we don't care about it yeah. so much. So we've kind of we've gotten a lot smaller with that. I used to be pretty, like, climb all over with, the roof yeah. and hang lights. And with the star showers and stuff like that, that makes it a lot easier, too, where you can just For project sure. it up onto your house. For sure. Well, anyway, that kind of wraps up our Christmas holiday episode. So, a Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy whatever you're doing. Hope you get to spend it with friends and family and all that sort of thing. We will do an episode. We're going to record it actually right after this one. But uh, we'll do kind of a year-end wrap-up New Year's episode right after this. That'll come out the following week right after Christmas. But thanks for everyone tuning in. Remember, you can always send us your Royal Fork pictures, <laughs> videos, fun memories, anything like that at LukeNielsen.com, LukeNielsenMedia at Gmail, LukeNielsenMedia at all of the socials, all that sort of thing. Dave, Royal Fork, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>